Welcome back to Here So We Don't Get Fined. My, My name is David. Thomas. Uh, My name and is we Thomas. are back with another episode. My name is Thomas. That's Thomas. And that's the birthday boy. I am David. It is my birthday today. You turned 36. I am 29. Same difference. Not the same difference. I mean, 30s are... Listen, this birthday is depressing. 30 is going to be so much more depressing. So don't put that evil on me yet, Ricky Bobby. You don't know what your life's going to look like in a year. Maybe it won't be depressing. It's going to be the exact same. How do you know? Maybe we'll Because it's been the exact same for three years. So that means we're due. (laughs) All Listen, right. man. Fair tell, you want to tell me I'm wrong? Anyway, uh, today it was the end of week nine. Therefore, we have our midseason quarterback awards. Not quarterback awards. Midseason awards in general. Uh, we gave our preseason awards at the end. We'll do our end of the year awards before the awards come out. But this is our midseason awards. Mm-hmm. Half the season is over. Uh, where are we at with who's playing well, who's not, who's going to win the MVP, who's going to win Coach of the Year, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go through those. We'll fly through those. Uh, I don't know if we'll fly through. We'll probably argue a little bit because it's us and we always do. Um, Especially if there's any pronunciations that are a little weird. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely call you out on that. Um, but we'll do those. And then we will do some headlines from the week. Because it was a good week in football. It was a very good week in football. Uh, So, with that being said. With that being said. You want to dive right into it? Or do you have another thing to throw us off kilter like you have every pod for the last two weeks? What do you mean? There hasn't been a single thing I've done to throw us off kilter. Not a single instance. Other than all of them. What are you talking about? Name Every one. time we've Name. gone on a 30-minute rant. Name. The Santa Claus thing. I simply said we shouldn't teach kids to believe in Santa, and you made it a 30-minute conversation where you accuse me of hating Santa. I mean, listen, I just speak facts, okay? Anyway, uh, so I think we're starting off with Comeback Player of the Year, yes? Yes. Uh, I feel like this one's pretty obvious. Exactly. It's got to be Taylor Heineke. He wasn't injured last year, so... I mean, maybe Not really eligible to win Comeback Player of the Year. Emotionally, he could have been. Uh, well, he wasn't. So. You don't know that. Although, didn't Gino win Comeback Player of the Year last year? Yes. And he didn't come back from injury, so... I guess it is possible, but uh, he's only played one game, and he lost that game. He looked so fantastic. We're not going to include him there no but no. this one's pretty obvious it's a, uh gotta be demar hamlin gotta be demar hamlin if you die on a football field and then a year later you are playing football again yeah that's a that's he's might win the next three like yeah uh demar hamlin obviously uh if you've been living under a rock for the last eight months died on the field yeah lost the heartbeat had to be resuscitated it's been long times um oh golly more like 11 months it's november yeah. More like 11 months he'd been living under a rock. Anyway, resuscitated on the field, spent weeks in the hospital. Um, the game was canceled due to how severe it was. His heart literally stopped. Like, was not bleeding or uh, was not pumping, was not sending oxygen to his vital organs, like, legitimately dead on the field. Um, and miraculously, was his life was saved. A freak accident that he's, he's got to get a movie, right? Huh? Like, there's got to be a movie. Likely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, freak accident that uh, 
has ended other players' careers. Yeah. This is not unheard of, unprecedented in sports. It's happened to a few people. Not many, but a few. Uh, and it's ended most of their careers. But DeMar Hamlin has come back this year, is playing football. Uh, he's not played in every game. He's not playing every snap. But um, he is playing. And I, if he played one snap this year, I would I would vote for DeMar Hamlin for comeback player of the year. You have a look on your face like you have a very inappropriate joke to tell. I want you to just think about it. Before you say whatever you're about to say, I want you to think about it. Is this going to get our podcast canceled? And don't say it. I wasn't planning. Think about it. Write it down and tell me later. But, um, yeah, comeback player of the year. I don't think you can... I could not even fathom who is going to win comeback player of the year outside of DeMar Hamlin. Um, anything else you would like to add on DeMar Hamlin while you're thinking of your inappropriate joke? Uh, I mean, it's the definition of an amazing story, both on field and off field. Uh, his charity, you know, as you know, we covered on here a year ago, spiked insanely following the injury. Like, it's just it's a beautiful story. And there's, like, even if we remove him from the equation, like, I think Josh Dobbs, maybe, the second front runner. But, fair, like, fair. he's not really so much injured as just Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know what I mean? Tell me this. If Aaron Rodgers comes back at the end of the season and makes a playoff push and goes deep in the playoffs, would he be eligible for comeback player of the year? If you get injured... Oh. A major I think injury, so, dude. I think that would be and like come back and lead your team to a Super Bowl. What was supposed to be a season-ending injury? Yeah, yeah. I I think that that would be a. I think I, I still don't think it would trump Demar Hamlin, but I think it would yeah. be in consideration. I think I think it'd be more likely that they would, because uh, isn't isn't the regular season supposed to determine all this stuff? Like, isn't the playoffs supposed to be? Excluded? Yeah. So uh, these are meant to be regular season awards. Yes. Yeah. But, so, like, yeah. biases so, yeah, are that's a thing. Um, yeah. But I think next year's Comeback Player of the Year competition is going to be pretty uh, sweet. Because we got we got a couple of options. Yeah, Kirk, for sure. Raj, J.K. Dobbins. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Well, Justin Jefferson's only missing, I like, two weeks. I don't know that J.K. Dobbins is going to have a job when he comes back. But we'll get there. Okay. Gus Edwards has not been playing that mm-hmm. well. Keaton Mitchell, dude. I don't even know who that is. He was an undrafted but, free agent, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yes. Who do you have? Uh, so this one's kind of hard. It is. Uh, so I have a name that I think is going to win it, and then a name that I think should be paid attention to. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be Byron Young. He's a linebacker. He was a third-round pick to L.A., He's got 26 tackles, five sacks, halfway through the season. He's been lighting it up for the Rams. And then the player I have to keep an eye on, and some of you are going to roll your eyes at me here, and that's okay because you're wrong if you roll your eyes. Joey Porter Jr. He doesn't have the interceptions. He only has one. But he, like, quarterbacks throwing his direction have, like, a 39% completion percentage. He's only given up like 160 total yards on the season. Uh, and the majority of that was not yak. So I think he's been exceptional. And I think the Steelers finally found their lock, their true lockdown number one corner, something they've been looking for for a long time. 
But I'm also a Steelers fan, and I am incredibly biased when it comes to football. So maybe I am full of it a little bit. Yeah, a lot of it. What? Uh, JPJ has had a okay year. Oh, not a defensive okay. whoa, rookie whoa, whoa, of the year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Not oh, a on. defensive rookie hold of the year on. year. He's hold been on. inconsistent. No, 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 no. He's That's had a couple not... of really good games. He's had a couple of invisible games. Let's not act like There's not... he's been incredible. He's had he's had one bad game. Let's, against but the Titans. He's not played good enough to win defensive rookie of the year. Okay. None, he's been very none fine. Of the defensive rookies have been exceptional this he's year. He's shown a lot of potential. And okay, I think he's well, going to on. be really good. But defensive rookie of the year, if you weren't a Steelers fan, you wouldn't even be thinking about JPJ. Okay, okay. Well, here's the thing. Cornerback is one of those positions that kind of flies under the radar sometimes. And my problem, like like you got defensive there. and because I got defensive there? A little bit. A little I bit. got defensive. You I'm got, not a ste- I'm not the got, Steelers got, fan trying to defend you got a bit my defensive. pick for my rookie. No, 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 no. I'm saying you got a you got a bit defensive there on the not a uh, not a defensive rookie of the year season. When I tried to interject, I wasn't trying to interject on that. I think saying he's just had no K season is is a is a little messed up. You're right. He's had a good season. Like he, but not a D-Roy season. He has been better than we expected he would be. And he has been he has become the Steelers' number one corner. And he has been outperforming the likes of Patrick Peterson, which isn't saying much. Levi Wallace, which again isn't saying much. But as the number one corner, he goes up against the number one competition. And he's only given up 43% completion. I will say, I apologize. Saying, especially for a rookie, saying he's only had an okay year was that a lot. I apologize, but certainly not in the running. But we're for also we're also halfway through the defensive season. defensive rookie of the year. And logically, logically speaking, I would assume he's going to get better. Again, he is not my D Roy right now. I think that he could be sneaky though. Listen, fair enough. My D Roy right now is Byron Young. Fair enough. My defensive rookie of the year is Jalen Carter. Okay. Jalen Carter, uh, first of all, listen to his teammates talk about him. They're like, he's a freaking menace. Yeah. Uh, But also, looking at his stats, uh, he has two forced fumbles, 16 total tackles, five tackles for loss, seven QB hits, and five sacks, uh, which are not world-beater numbers. But for a rookie defensive lineman, really good numbers. And obviously it helps that um, he plays on a really good defensive line already in Philadelphia. But... Nonetheless, Jalen Carter has looked really, really good this year. For a rookie in eight games, only playing like 40% of the snaps to have two forced fumbles, 16 tackles for loss, or 16 tackles, five for loss, seven QB hits, and five sacks. Yeah. As a rookie, like, the man's been dominant. He's been good. On the edge. But and, being and, really like, good. That team is just yeah. scary. Yeah, and I definitely think that it helps that he's on the Eagles for Such sure. Such a loaded team. But I think yeah. Jalen Carter takes home Rookie of the Year so far. Okay, okay. So okay. far. I mess with it. I mess with it. I bet our next one is identical. I don't know, man. Uh, offense Rookie of the Year, pretty cloudy. A lot of... A lot of competition. Yeah, yeah. Sean has been amazing Yeah, when he's gotten the ball. Does Arthur Smith hate fans? Like, don't... Like, is there smoke there? Like, or is there fire there? So I think there's got to be some sort of like undisclosed injury. Well, no, no, it's not just Bijan though. It's just like all the star, like Drake London doesn't get thrown the ball enough. Kyle Pitts just doesn't get thrown the ball. Thomas, you're the only one who's ever called Drake London a star. So let's call him on that, that team. 
Let's calm down. There. On that team, let's calm down. He is their star. All right. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Arthur Smith. I think he's certainly made some questionable decisions. Like, um, I know everyone's made, like, like play sharing and all that good stuff. I know I it's know. a meme, right? Like it's a really big meme right now. But also, like the player usage has been very. Very weird. It's been very questionable. Yeah. And granted, granted, they've been in some odd situations in games. Yeah. Playing from behind and like stuff like that. But then there's been also times where they're playing ahead, like against the Vikings this weekend. Playing ahead, why aren't you just hammering Bijan down the middle every time? Yep. Run the clock out. Don't give the Pastronaut a chance to come back. And yet, they did. He came back, won the game. So... Um, you get it, Pastor, because yeah. he's yeah. like yeah. an astro scientist, any physicist, whatever. Yeah. Any passes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Bijan though has had a decent year. Uh, it looks like Jameer Gibbs is coming out having a good year. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young has more total touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, Jordan Addison second in yeah. the league in receiving touchdowns. Yeah. You know, Anthony Richardson. You know that had a good four games. Did you know that? What? Jordan Addison, second in the league in receiving touchdowns. I did not know that. Yeah, behind Tyreek. Um, interesting. Wow. I did not know that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. But no, there's there's a there's a front runner yeah. for offensive rookie of the year. Absolutely. It's pretty clear. Yeah. CJ Stroud. Uh, CJ Stroud. Absolutely. That guy. CJ Stroud, if you didn't know, uh, as a rookie, as a rookie in the National Football League. 2,270 passing yards. That is seventh currently in the league. He has a uh, 62.2 QBR. That is 12th currently in the league. He has 14 touchdowns. That is seventh currently in the league. He has one interception on the season. That is the best in the National Football League. And he has a 102.9 passer rating, which is fourth in the National Football League. He's playing like a top seven quarterback. As a rookie. Yeah. He is He's playing... So, like, I think it's safe to say, through nine games, this is the best rookie quarterback performance we've ever seen in the NFL. Would it be a stretch to say that Lovey Smith screwing up the tank job was the best thing that happened to the Texans since they got J.J. Watt? Mm-hmm. Would that be mm-hmm. a stretch? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Because are, are you telling me that if they have pick one, they don't take Bryce Young? Yeah, that's fair. And and like like we're opening up a box of what ifs, yeah. and that's never like a great thing to do. Yeah. And I'm sure Bryce Young would be playing better in Houston than he is in Carolina right now. But like, we're seeing something special here with Stroud, and it's very hard to say that that would be replicated if yeah. it was AR five or Bryce Young. No, that's fair, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that C.J. Stroud, the passing yards record right now is uh, 4,300 yards set by Andrew Luck for a rookie. Mm -hmm. C.J. Stroud is on pace to get very, very close. Not quite beat it, but get very close. Uh, The touchdown record is 31, which again, he is on pace to get very, very close to. I think Um, it's doubly impressive when you think about what he's working with. Tank Dell, dude, has looked really no, good. No, he has. He has. He has. But, but like, you also got to think part of that but is C.J. Stroud. Yeah, yeah. But Tank Dell and Nico Collins are his guys. Yeah. 
Like, could you imagine if Thielen was on the Texans? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. I don't know, man. Uh, but C.J. Stroud has played phenomenal. Uh, he is just – I mean, he's playing incredible football. Um, the Texans Adam, have a new light. Yeah. Them. Oh, absolutely. Adam Schefter put out a tweet mm-hmm. after Sunday's game, and he said, uh, I'm going to read you this tweet. What C.J. Stroud accomplished on Sunday. His 147.8 passer rating is the highest single-game passer rating by any rookie quarterback in NFL history. His 470 passing yards are the most passing yards in a game by a rookie in NFL history. He's the youngest player ever with 450 passing yards in a game. And he's only the sixth player in NFL history. Not rookie, player. Sixth player in NFL history to have 450 passing yards, five touchdown passes, and no interceptions in a game. That's pretty good. I would say. Yeah. C.J. Stroud... I hate it, man. Yeah. I he's a Texan and I hate that. And against the Bucks, like that's not a that's not a bad defense. Yeah. yeah. Like they have Jamel Dean, who's one of the top corners in the league. And one of the cool like he led a fourth quarter comeback with like forty six seconds left on the clock to yep. a, and threw a touchdown past the tank Dell yep. to end that game. Like he is uh performing very well. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very clear front runner for offensive rookie of the year. Not even a question. Absolutely. Uh, given he doesn't just absolutely fall off and diminish yeah. as the year goes. Logically speaking, though, rookies get better. Yeah. Not worse. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Defensive player of the year. Who you got? Daniil Hunter. All right. I really wanted to put TJ Watt in there. And while I think it's relevant to say that Hunter has played one more game than Watt and their sack numbers are half a sack's difference, to me it's the tackles that really separate them. Uh, They've both had fantastic seasons. I think Daniil Hunter's has just been a a singe better. So, I disagree. Okay. Um, I have T.J. Watt. Okay. And in comparing T.J. Watt and Daniil Hunter... Mm-hmm. Here's what changed my mind. Okay. Because, yes, he has twice as many sacks or uh, tackles, right? Yeah. He only has half a sack more. He's played a game more. Yeah. Right? And they're both um, they're both averaging over a sack per game. Yeah. So, logically speaking, you would assume that TJ would over. Yeah. Exactly. But here's the deal for me. Uh-huh. TJ Watt has twice as many quarterback hits. Yeah. He has twice as many pressures. Mm-hmm. He has an interception, two forced fumbles, and a touchdown this year. And he has three times as many passes deflected yeah. as Daniil Hunter. Yeah. So, in every statistical category, T.J. Watt is better, with the exception of tackles. And then, I think they're pretty even when it comes to sacks. Yeah. He's up by a half a sack. He's played a game more, right? Mm-hmm. So, they're tied in sacks. Daniil Hunter has more tackles. T.J. Watt is better in every other Category so, that you can right. address a defensive player. No, TJ Watt has played really good football. He's been absolutely dominant. This Steelers team is five and three, and it has nothing to do with Matt Canada and everything to do with this defense and specifically TJ Watt. No, it absolutely does. Uh, and those are all great points. For me, though, the defense that Watt's on versus the defense that Hunter is on, to me, that makes Hunter's season a little bit more impressive. I think you're underestimating 
the Minnesota Vikings defense this year. No, it's 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 not so much that, but like the Steelers defense has relevant players, especially around that line to game plan around where the Vikings on their front seven, it's really Hunter. Like a lot of their extra strength comes in the secondary. But again, so, I really think you're underestimating that th- he's on a good defense. I mean, that defense not- is they were the second best defense in the entire month of October this year. Wait, really? Yeah. No kidding. Minnesota's defense started off bad, but has gotten nothing but better and better and better. Uh, they're one of, I think they're like a top seven defense in the league right now. Oh. Uh, in the month of October, they were like the second best defense. Or maybe maybe third best. Maybe not, third best I did defense. not realize they stepped up their game that much. Yeah. Oh, then, the yeah, the defense has been playing really well. Yeah, then give it the watch. Especially as of recent. That's I'm just saying, uh, I changed my vote. Uh, to TJ, uh, because uh, TJ Watt has single-handedly won the Steelers at least two games. So, yeah. uh, how many how many games can Daniel Hunter say? Dude, we could have made TJ Watt comeback player of the year. He tore his pec last year. Yeah, but he also came back last year <laughs> and played the majority of the season. <laughs> um, yeah, I have TJ Watt. You can have Daniel Hunter. No, no, I'll take um, TJ too. But TJ Watt, I just think is is. One of the best defensive players in the league. He's, Oddly uh, enough, Micah Parsons mm-hmm. is the odds-on favorite right now. Yeah, to a defensive player of the year. Have you looked up Micah Parsons' stats this year? I have not. They're nothing to nothing to write home about. Yeah, like he's still playing well. Like I'm not saying he's having a horrible season. Yeah. But I don't understand why he's the odds-on favorite to win the Defensive Player of the Year. No, I got you. Um, but, anyway, nonetheless, Offensive Player of the Year time. Who you got? I got CMC. Interesting. I mean, Tell me why. Uh, he's averaging 50, or no, not 51, 81 yards on the ground per game. He's got a total of 13 touchdowns. He's had like 18 touchdowns touchdown games in a row i think Something like that uh there's for a team that's kind of fluttering and the 49ers mccaffrey is still mccaffreyan yeah uh so to me while his stats have slowed down a little bit compared to what they started at i think his dominance and two different aspects of the game pushes him above the rest for me that's fair that's fair um, I have Tyreek Hill. Okay. And here's the main difference for me. The reason I have Tyreek Hill instead of Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey is on pace to have a great season. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is on pace to have a record-breaking season. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is on pace to have the most yards in NFL history and the second most touchdowns, passing touchdowns in NFL history. Receiving touchdowns? That's what I meant. Yes, yeah. receiving yeah. touchdowns. He currently leads the league in both of those categories as well, in both passing yards and passing touch, uh, receiving touch, receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. Um, he has been absolutely unstoppable this year. Really, there's only one game where he's been even remotely stopped, and that was against uh, like the third best defense in the National Football League, right? In the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and so I like that's the only game he's been absent. Yeah, and even then. Bless Excuse you. Me. He wasn't completely absent. He still made a couple of big plays. Uh, but yeah, I like Tyreek Hill a lot this year. He is, again, on record or on pace to 
break records this season, yeah. which I think it slightly puts him above CMC, who's on pace to have a great season, but not break records. Yeah, but also I think it's relevant to consider just how egregious of a season you have to have as a running back to break records. Because, like, yeah. like we if you look at the all-purpose touchdown leaders, the top three are all running backs, and they came in seasons that they just had obnoxious numbers. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I understand. Yeah, like, I don't know. Can you name the top three single-season all-purpose touchdown leaders? LaDainian Tomlinson. He's number one with 31. Yep, I knew that one off the top of my head. Is Christian McCaffrey not one of them? No. Uh, Adrian Peterson? Mm-mm. Walter uh, Payton. Neither of McCaffrey or AP are even on the list. Walter Payton. Uh, no. Derrick Henry. They. Uh, I'll give you the seasons. Okay. Number two came in 05. Number three came in 03. Edgerin James. No. Sean Alexander. Emmett Smith. At number two. Walter Payton. With 28 total touchdowns. The Fridge. Yes. How'd you know? Derek Watt. Yes. Yes. James Conner. No. No. He sucks. Uh, number three is Priest Holmes with the Chiefs. Uh, he had 27 total touchdowns. All of those were on the ground. I mean, I see what you're saying. I understand Yeah, that it is harder for him to break records. But, like, when you have record-breaking seasons... No, those are definitely relevant. It doesn't matter if it's easier to break that record than another record. You still broke a record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you set a new precedent. Like, I understand this precedent might be harder, but it's been set and you're not meeting it. This one has been set and he's surpassing it. No, that's fair. Uh, and so I, I just hold that in a little higher regard. Christian McCaffrey's having a great season. Don't get me wrong. I think he's the best running back in the league. Uh, I think before... The, the, the few games he's had this year where he's been kind of meh. Yeah. I would have probably had him at my offense player of the year. But he has had a couple of meh games, and Tyreek hasn't. So, oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I was also thinking about A.J. Brown, because if you want to talk about the most consistent player this year, it's probably been A.J. Brown. I don't think he's had a bad season I do, or a bad game. I do think it is relevant, though, to say that CMC is on pace for his best season. Like a career season, rushing at least, wise, at least rushing. Uh, but I don't think he's too far receiving. No, he is. He is far receiving. Never mind. He had Never over two thousand scrimmage yards that one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He had a hundred and sixteen receptions and a thousand yards. Yeah. Uh, and oh, in twenty nineteen. But he's yeah. already got, he's already matched that touchdown total from that season. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So as of right now, he's on pace to finish with twenty six total touchdowns. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Which would put him at fourth. Yeah. But anyway, uh, now we're getting into the meat of this thing. Yeah. We're getting into the meat of this thing, and Let's that is spicy. the coach of the year and the MVP. We'll start with coach of the year. I got Nick Sirianni. Interesting. Why? Because it's a bad pick. Why is that a bad pick? He's 8-1. and one. Yeah. He's, his team is dominant on both sides of the field. His team barely beat the Commanders twice. Uh, okay. There's... Still eight and one. Every team has a has a weird game every now and then. Well, all right. Sometimes twice against the same team. Listen, a bad bad team. I, I, listen, I'd say the Commanders are mediocre. It's okay to be wrong. 
Why why do you say they're bad? Because they are. You, you need to give me more than that. Well, they have a coach who doesn't know what he's doing. They have a quarterback okay. who's either going to go four touchdowns or seven picks. No in-between. He's had more than one pick uh, in a game once this season. He has a defensive line that he just shipped off everybody who was even a little bit relevant. That defense has been incredibly underachieving. Uh, he's not getting the best out of his wide receivers or his running backs. I Yeah, I, I will I agree mean, to that. Uh, so, more so the running backs, but... So... That there's my reasons. I, I think I think you just described a mediocre team though. Like if you like you, you say you say bad team, I think uh, When I think of a mediocre team, I think of a team who has a shot to make it to the playoffs and lose in the first round. Yeah. That to me is a mediocre team. Yeah. I, I don't think Washington has a shot at making the playoffs. I do. I don't think it's good. But I do think there is a shot there, especially if they start running the ball a little bit more. Listen, fair enough. Because uh, because they, they've come out of games that we sh- that they that they should have lost, and like they've been in almost every game minus Buffalo. Uh, like we're talking about a couple better play calls away from the season looking completely different. Now that being said, I think it's a question of is Ron Rivera gonna pull himself down or lift himself up, and I think it's more likely to be the former than the latter. Boom. We see the commanders very differently. Yeah. But that's okay. That is okay. I'm right. You're wrong. That's okay. Mm. Uh, I think Nick Sirianni has a team that is incredibly stacked. Great defense. Great offense. Yeah. Uh, and I don't necessarily think he's the big reason for that. No, which is fair. why I don't give a lot. Like, I, I, I'm not saying Nick Sirianni is a terrible coach by any means. I think he's a great coach. I just I think the players on the field are a lot more the reason as opposed to the coach. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think my coach of the year, uh, I think has much more of an impact on his team than Sirianni does on his. And again, that's not to say Nick Sirianni doesn't have any impact. I just don't think it's as great as the impact of my coach. Are, are you going to say who your coach is? No. Oh, okay. You have to guess. Is it the Texans coach? It is not. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see here. Is it O'Connell? No. I'll give you a hint. They're tied for first place in the AFC, and they have the number one defense this year. Stefanski? Nope. Same division. Harbaugh. Okay. John Harbaugh. Okay. Jim Harbaugh. Whichever Harbaugh is this Harbaugh. John. I, I get him so confused. Jim's Michigan. I get him confused all the time. Yeah. Uh, John Harbaugh has He's the number one good. defense in the National Football League. Yeah. You know they've only allowed 10 touchdowns all season? Do you know that's probably more than the total touchdowns the Steelers have scored all season? <laughs> probably. Uh, Lamar Jackson is playing his best. He is playing really good. They and, are. Hold on, hold on. Really fast. Really fast. Isn't it? Shocking that Lamar Jackson is playing his best after they bring in some wide receivers. Yeah, isn't right. that isn't that amazing? Um, but I think he's coached up these wide receivers really well. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson's playing his best. I think this defense is surprised a lot of people. Baltimore's always had a good defense, right? Mm-hmm. But this year, all the talk has been on uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Baltimore has had the best defense in the National Football League yep. this year. They currently have the number one overall defense. Uh, yards allowed, points allowed, 
touchdowns allowed. Actually, I think they're second to the Browns in points allowed. But nonetheless. Um, really fast. Uh, I just want to say, I'm about to sound like a homer, but it's very refreshing to me and very nice that the AFC North looks like what the AFC North has been like described as. Can we just say they have three of the top seven defenses in the National Football League? And that, that's what AFC North football is, <laughs> is it's defense. And like like for a while there, we got away from that uh, that image that, yeah. that like it was offenses competing with each other. Uh, but now it's kind of going back to its roots. And like, I'm about to sound like a crazy person. And maybe it's because like, I'm, I was born in Pittsburgh. I'm a Steelers fan. It's ingrained in me. I have always had more fun watching the Steelers on defense than offense. Yeah, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. And it's especially this season. <laughs> yeah, but well. uh, that's because our defense is our offense. And uh, but the I guess it's just so refreshing because like yeah. each one of those games is so exciting because like the offenses are null and void basically. It comes down to whose defense is going to show up and win the game. Yeah. Uh, but the Ravens are 7-2. Again, they're tied for first place in the uh, AFC. Uh, the only reason they're not 8-1 and one was because of a very long field goal or a very uh, uncharacteristic miss mm-hmm. on a long field goal from Justin Tucker in overtime. They make that. They win the game. They're 8-1 eight, eight and one instead of 7-2. and two. Yeah. And so... Um, but I just think this team is one of the most complete teams in the National Football League. In their last two games, fun fact, they've outscored opponents 75-9. to nine. Jeez. <laughs> and, and those aren't bad opponents. Like, they've beaten teams. Seahawks, Detroit. Like the Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions. Like, really good teams this year. Two of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, and this team, with their incredible defense, Lamar Jackson at his best, um, I think John Harbaugh is doing uh, pretty much his best job he's done in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I got um, Harbaugh coach of the year. So while we're talking about the Ravens, I lied. I'm going to I'm gonna <clears throat> save that for my headline. That makes a lot <laughs> okay. more sense to do it then than now. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, now the big one. MVP. The most valuable player award. Who you got? I'll let you go first, Mr. Birthday Boy. Uh, here's the deal. I wanted to be spicy. I am very spicy. I wanted to pick Rookie of the Year, yeah. C.J. Stroud, to go MVP. But then when you actually look at the stats, um, he's not been the best quarterback in the league this year. And so I think you got to give it. Also, I don't think the Texans have a great shot at making the playoffs. And I'm on record saying if you don't make the playoffs, you shouldn't win an MVP award. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with those two things in mind, I think the best yes. quarterback in the league this year who has been really good deserves the MVP, and that's Tua Tagovailoa. Tua uh, has a 69.5 completion percentage. He leads the league in passing yards and in passing touchdowns with 19 passing touchdowns. He's only got seven interceptions, um, 2,609 yards. He leads the league by a lot in passing yards, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, he leads the league in passer rating, um, in pretty much every category, Tua Tagovailoa is on top of the National Football League. He's playing absolutely unstoppable football, uh, and I'm I'm just a big fan of Tua. Yeah, no, that's and I reasonable. think this season he uh, 
he takes home the MVP if he keeps playing like this. Now, so, a, a, a lot of people would argue this isn't sustainable. But if it is, this is a 11-12, 13-win team that is definitely going to make the playoffs. They have surprised a lot of people as being the best team in the AFC East. And I think uh, that's going to continue and Tua's going to win the MVP. I am, I, I am calling my shot. CJ Stroud, MVP. You say that they are unlikely to make the playoffs. Yeah. And that's a that's a reasonable thing to say, I guess. But I'm not ready to write them off. Because think about the division they're in. The Colts without AR-15, or AR-5, sorry. Uh, the Colts without Anthony Richardson. We've already beat them once. You have. By a lot. Dominated them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And that was in Houston. Oh, absolutely. So. Um, they, I, I don't think the Colts are in it anymore with, Anthony Richardson's injury. We're five and four. Because like you want to talk about it. We're four and five. Should be five and four. You want to? The NFL came out and admitted the officiating was bad and lost us the game. Okay, but the point is, you want to talk about a quarterback who either sinks or carries you, Gardner Minshew. Amen, brother. Uh, the they're only two games back from Jacksonville. They do play Jacksonville again. The rest of their schedule is the Bengals, which the Bengals this year are either really good or really bad. They've been really good lately. Uh, then they have the Cardinals, the Jags, the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, the Titans, the Colts. I th- I don't think that the door is shut on the Houston Texans making a division they're th- run. They're two and a half, three games back from... Uh... Only two games back. Well, the Jackson Jacksonville's seven and two, right? No, they're six and two. Oh, I thought yeah. they were... I didn't realize they'd already had their bye week. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're, two, games, they're two games back. So... Gotcha. I, I wouldn't like I I think that if they make the playoffs, that pick makes a lot more gets a lot more credence. I need to make some corrections. Okay. I forgot about Houston's bye week. Yeah. So in all of my cal- uh calculations, uh-huh. I was calculating that he had played nine and had eight left. He's only played eight, has nine left. Yeah. So he is on pace to break both the passing yards record. And the uh, Touchdown. touchdowns record for a quarterback. Got to make that distinction. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm I like if the season ended right now, no. But I I'm calling my shot here. Fair enough. Uh, I do not think. I just really want to see it happen. I don't. This team is four and four. Yeah. This team has a lot of issues. This team's defense is still very bad. Uh, this team still does have to play the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, which I think is huge. Uh, this team does still have to play. Yeah, but like also like the thing about the Bengals is like their dominance is not defensive. It's offensive. This is the makings of a shootout. And I, I think Cincinnati will win ultimately, but I, I, I might be very interested to watch this game. They also still have the Jags. They do, uh, and but I think, I think that's good. If you're chasing behind, if you're chasing them, having yeah, but they're game, not going to beat the Jags. I mean, listen, they've beat a number of teams. I said they wouldn't beat. They still have to play the Jets, which I know what you're thinking. It's still a phenomenal defense it up is. against rookies, basically running the show yeah. on that Texans offense. So that's going to be a much more of a I test mean, than like we that's, think. I think. I think that game comes down. I think the Bengals and the Jets comes down to Stroud versus the defense. 
they still have the Browns, who are the second best defense in the National Football League. Yeah. And they have the Titans twice. And if Will Levis. If Will Levis is a guy. So I, I just. As good as CJ Stroud has been, mm-hmm. the Texans themselves as a team are not there yet. So I, I just don't see the tech. They're also in the AFC, which is loaded right they now. Are, but, but they are. But the thing to keep in mind is they just have, they don't have to be the best in the AFC. They just got to be the best in the AFC South, which they certainly will not. I mean, dude, the Jaguars, Jaguar, that's what they do. Anytime we think they're good, all their London games are gone. This is different, man. I'm this just, Jaguars team is not the Jaguars. It's of good. Old. This yeah. is six and two. This is nah. This is different. I but am um, curious as to what they're. Listen, man, like. I could be wrong. I part of me hopes I am. C.J. Stroud has been so good. Oh, I just don't like. No. I just don't think this team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are going to lose to the Texans. I just looked at the Jaguars' remaining schedule. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a really good football team. They are. But they're also they also have to face the 49ers. Dub. The Titans twice. Dub dub. I don't know if Levis is a guy. Dub uh, dub. The Titans secondary sucks. The Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens. The Bucks and the Panthers. The Bucks are sneaky, but I think the Jaguars will pull that off, and I think they'll beat the Panthers, and I think they'll beat the Titans at least once because they have them twice. But division games are kind of messy. They're, the they're Texans hard to predict. just lost to the Panthers. Okay, the Texans have, yeah, they lost to the Panthers, but they've also beat a number of more like they've had more impressive wins than that loss was unimpressive. I don't know that I agree with that. I I mean. They haven't beaten wow. anybody good. They beat the Jags. That was rude. Um, they lost to the Falcons. I'm just saying they beat the Steelers. Lost to the Panthers. Steelers have a winning record. Barely, barely scraped it out against the Bucks. I don't know, man. Listen, I could be wrong. And if I am, I will bow down. Again, this is not any sort of indictment on C.J. Stroud. Right. At all. Yeah. I just, I have to hold firm when I say, um, if you don't have a winning record, or if you don't make the playoffs, you can't win MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, obviously that's not a rule in the NFL. Uh, I don't think this team makes the playoffs. Yeah. They might go 9-8 and eight and have that winning record, so maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just don't see this team. Again, I th- I'm scared, if I'm being honest with you. I am terrified of... The Houston Texans in the future. Yeah. For the, for the next five years. Absolutely. Like, the Jags got good. The freaking Titans were starting to fall. We got Anthony Richardson. He was looking good early. I was thinking, all right, we're just going to have to fight the Jags for the best in the division over the next five years. Yeah. And then CJ Stroud does this. If they can get even minusculely better on all three phases, minuscule, like mm-hmm. barely better. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC South. Yeah. And that terrifies me. I just don't think it happens this year. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, I think it's time for some headlines. What I. Do, what do you think? I think you're right. I think you're right. That was a, that, that was a good list. That was a lot different than it usually is. Normally, we have a lot of the same. Yeah. So, I like that we differed. But, yeah. 
let's talk about some headlines. What do you? It sounds like you've got some stuff. I've got one that I want to talk about, and yeah. I'm early to the party, and that's why I want to make sure I get it out before everyone thinks I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Do it, Keaton Mitchell. Was it? Are you judging this off of one game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> You're so dramatic. Will you will you calm down? <laughs> Last week when I talked about Will Levis, you were like, it's one game. 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 Yeah, but it was also against, it was a listen, 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 listen. <laughs> calm down, okay? What did the Baltimore Ravens struggle with? This dude had one good game. Can you can can you stop and let me finish my shtick before you keep laughing at me, you silly goose? Okay. The Ravens have had a hard time finding a consistent back to stay in the back. You know, one of his rushes was 60 yards, right? Yeah. Yeah. He also had a 40-yard rush on top of that. If you, Which means, so you take off 100 yards, he had seven carries for 38 yards. Which is 5.4 yards a carry. But is not nearly as impressive as 9 for 138. No, but why are we picking and why are we... Like, can, can, continue, continue. He had nine for 138 and a touchdown. That's what he finished with. This guy, after the draft, in training camp and preseason, had all the hype around him that Puka Nakua had. Cause, because a lot of buzz coming from training camp was that there were a couple of sneaky rookies who were really standing out. Puka Nakua was one mentioned from LA's camp, but no one paid any attention to it because they're like, who the heck is this guy? Keaton Mitchell was another name that more people were paying attention to because everyone knew J.K. Dobbins would get hurt and it would fall to Gus Edwards. He'll have two good games and then he'd show everyone that he's Gus Edwards again. He, Keaton Mitchell looked fantastic in the system, not just on those two major runs, but for the majority. Like He was fit in the scheme. He was living up to the hype that was established in a position of need for one of the best teams. And Harbaugh has already come out and said that they're going to mix him into the lineup. I think this was the beginning of what could be a taking over of the Ravens' backfield by the end of the season. I think this is something to watch. I'm not saying he's the best running back right now. But I do think come season's end, J.K. Dobbins might be out of job. And also, like, here's the thing about the Ravens. You don't need to be an elite running back to look elite in that system because the, we talked about it with your MVP pick. Not MVP pick, Offensive Player of the Year pick. Not Coach of the Year pick. <laughs> I said MVP and I was like, nope, that's wrong. Offensive Player, nope, that's wrong. Uh, when a team is firing on all cylinders like that, you just need someone who can stay consistently available to feast. It's like... With the 49ers at quarterback last season, I'm saying last season because I think Purdy has established himself, uh, anyone who got into that system was probably going to light it up. Uh, I, I think that the Ravens are just a consistent, healthy running back away from taking that leap. And Keith Mitchell was supposed to get the opportunity earlier on in the season, but he started the season on the PUP list, and then they have their own... Uh, rules and regulations for how many games you have to miss when you start the season on that. He gets activated and he lights it up, making the most of his opportunities. And I think he's going to continue to do so. Especially since it sounds like they're going to mix him into more 
opportunities. Listen, man, maybe. Maybe. Is it one game? Yeah. Is it possible that it was just two perfect play calls that he just so happened to be the guy in there for? Sure. I'm 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 banking that Keaton Mitchell is going to be very good, and that makes me very concerned as a Steelers fan. You made very similar claims about J.K. Dobbins. Just want to... Yeah, you also well, J.K. Dobbins is really you good. You also talked about how great Gus Edward was. No. I, you I, also, I think I'm very clearly on record saying that Gus Edwards is great for two games. You also... I'm... I'm this has been a pattern of yours okay. for people who have not panned out. So be weary, you, yourself, for your feelings. What? I think the podcast is used to it. What? Um, it's but, not like I'm going to cry myself to sleep in the shower while eating ice cream if this doesn't work out. You say that. I've seen you do that. You have not seen me do anything of the sort. You've seen me cry like twice. Yeah, and one fair. was from a movie. An anime movie. It was very sad. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, listen, man, fair enough. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe. 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 I'm trying listen, I'm trying to establish that I'm not a dummy. And the way to do that is to be ahead of the perceived smart people. Fair enough. Maybe another way to do that is not making snap decisions based on one game. It's not a snap decision. I've been waiting for this guy to hit the field and he delivered interesting. Because you did you draft him? fantasy no but i did, did you tell him. anyone else to draft him that's how you did draft him no wow that's what i'm saying uh no normally you have these guys these guys that you've been waiting on you tell me to draft them yeah but we also compete against each other so why would i do but that but you also didn't draft him uh no that's because our draft the league that we're in was later and at that point he was on the pup list and then i was like ah oh. <laughs> Because generally when an undrafted rookie starts the season on the PUP list, they're not going to see a down of football in their NFL career. That's just the trend. Um, you going to tell me I'm wrong? Yes. Name one. Keegan Mitchell. Keaton <laughs> Mitchell? Keaton Mitchell. I hate you so much. <laughs> All right. My first headline. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again. Okay. And let me tell you why. A lot of people have been rightfully, I think, concerned about this Chiefs offense. They haven't looked normal. Now, it is important to say that Patrick Mahomes is still fourth in the league in passing yards, tied for second or third in passing touchdowns, uh, has above a 68% completion percentage. Like, so when we say not normal, still phenomenal, just not as phenomenal as normal. Yeah. Right? Um, But... I think the thing that is different this year that makes me not concerned even a little bit about the offense Mm -hmm. because we know Patrick Mahomes. We have seen this man do godlike things, things that should not be humanly possible. We've seen him do it. We've seen Travis Kelsey absolutely dominate. We have seen this team with nobody basically. I mean, they want, they lost the best wide receiver in football last year and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, We've seen it happen. I have, I'm not worried about the offense, but here's the difference in this Chiefs team and the Chiefs teams that have been here since Patrick Mahomes. They have the number three overall defense in the National Football League. This defense is, I believe, third in the league in turnover differential. They had the scoop and score for a touchdown on Sunday in Germany against the old Tyreek Hill. 
They've been very good against a couple of really good offenses. Uh, when have we ever seen the best quarterback in football have this good of an offense and not make or defense and not make incredible noise in the playoffs if not win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Tom Brady with his best defenses won Super Bowls. Peyton Manning with his best defense won a Super Bowl. Um, this is a recipe for success to yeah, me absolutely. when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason. They're also the best team against the spread this year. So while everyone is over here being concerned. Which usually is the opposite. Exactly. While everyone's over here being concerned and worried about the Chiefs, I'm more confident than I've been in a long time in the Kansas City Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes is going to figure it out. And this defense is the best defense Kansas City has had in like 35 years or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's the best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever had. They're in a bad division. Uh, they are, in my opinion, probably the second best team right now in the AFC behind the Ravens. The Ravens just look so good. Mm-hmm. But I like this team a lot. I like them to make a postseason run. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. They got caught the first game of the season against the most surprising team in the NFL this year. Oh, I'm sorry. They lost a division game that they've won 17 in a row against. Oh, my bad. Uh, I think this team is good. I think this team... I'm not necessarily saying they're going to win the Super Bowl again. But I'm certainly not going to pick anyone else. Wait. Hold on. Coach of the year. Rewinding back. Why do we never pick Andy Reid? Why do we never pick Bill Belichick? Because it's kind of hard to pick the coach of the best quarterback in the league for coach of the year. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, but neither one of us picked Dan Campbell. And the lines have been pretty good. That's true. Uh, but I uh, – so what you're saying is that – you feel confident that we should go ahead and fill in the blank space on the season for the Chiefs? This is an old bit, man. She's not even coming to games anymore. I, I'm just saying, it sounds like the Chiefs and the Super Bowl have a, a little bit of a love story going on. <laughs> anyway, what's your next headline? Uh, my next headline is Pittsburgh Steelers related. It is, it is. I'm sorry. But did you know? That the Steelers, despite being 5-3 and three this season, have been outscored by 30 points and outgained by nearly 800 yards. And they have a winning record. Did you know they haven't won the point differential or the yard differential in a game this season? What? The point differential? Yes. If they haven't won the point differential, doesn't that mean that they would... Not lost. point differential, uh, yard Turn, differential. Yard, yard differential is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that math maths. Um, yeah. But, and then, you know, the Steelers, because Matt Canada is still there, there's drama. Uh, George Pickens. Listen, man, Matt Canada on the field calling plays instead of in the booth? You know, I will say it was One of the nice, best offenses in football. It was nice to see my favorite team actually score on an opening drive for the first time in three seasons. That was pretty <laughs> nice. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, but... George Pickens, fin- George Pickens finished with negative yards. That can't happen. Yeah, negative uh, one to be exact. Deontay Johnson scored his first touchdown in 18 games, which I think says a lot. Um, and I want to talk about the George Pickens Instagram 
I don't think it says a lot about Deontay Johnson. No, no, no. I, about that offense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I should have finished that sentence. Uh, in case you didn't know, George Pickens scrubbed his Instagram, posted a post that said free me before taking it down very quickly. Uh, that is a frustrating thing for, for a fan, for someone who follows the team. Uh, you, I, like, I'm sorry. You're great. You have a lot of potential. But it's really just potential at this point. Uh, whenever you make a big play, you get a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty, and that's, that negates the big play. Uh, so if you're going to act like this, we're going to need some more. Like, there's there's got to be more walk to your bark. I don't disagree, but I just... I understand the frustration. Yeah. He, this do. is a kid who has enormous potential yeah who has been stuck in a horrific offense for his entire career yeah but his entire career has been like 22 games like yes but as someone who wants to break out and show people how good he can be mm -hmm. you can understand why he's frustrated with only two catches in the game you can understand why matt canada's inability to call a functional offense is frustrating you can understand why a team averaging seven yards a game is frustrating no, absolutely. to a kid who's trying to show the NFL, this is who I can be. My coach won't let me. I think I understand. And I understand that we see, we've seen players on other franchises do this and it work out. Okay. It's a leverage tactic. I think George Pickens needs to remember the context of where he is. And the fact of the matter is, is he's in a, team that quite frankly is very frustrated with players and social media like just like, like let's think about it get over it it's 2023 players are on social media yeah they're yeah. going no, 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 to be no, no, on no. social I media hear you. i hear you i hear you i'm that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying you can't have social media if you're on the steelers that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying that the last couple years we've had People who are too obsessed with the social media, from an optics point of view, with Juju and Chase Claypool, we have had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell cause big stinks on social media, and we just got done with Ben Roethlisberger, who was another social media headache. I understand that you are frustrated, and I understand that you have seen what other players do. I think you need to consider the context of where you are and how frustrated that this franchise has been very very clear about how frustrated they frustrated they are with players being so aggressive on social media. Can I just say, as someone who has not said a positive word about the Pittsburgh offense in three seasons, I'm surprised that you're so upset by this. I'm not. I'm not. So like, okay, I'm surprised okay, that your lack I'm, of understanding. I guess. No, I no, 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 no. I do understand. I just think that he also needs to understand that he's not going to do himself any favors with this particular franchise by doing that. That's yeah. what that and I don't want him to squant to I don't want him to end up in the doghouse because he shouldn't end up in the doghouse because quite frankly he's the only bright light this offense has seen in 3 years and I don't want him to squander that and I don't want him to ruffle feathers and I don't want him to make a mistake. That being said, he is younger. He is still growing. He's still maturing. It just makes me concerned. Fair enough. Fair that, enough. So, like, I'm not trying to say he ha he is invalid feeling these things. He is. 
I think there's a better way to go about it. That's all I'm saying. Listen, man. Fair enough. If you're on Arizona, fire it off. It works great for them. They Their players get the bag when they scrub their team off their social media and drag them. Kyler Murray? Yeah. Back this week. Yeah, he is. He is. But, like, that, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I mean, I get you. I get you. Uh, my last headline, and this will be the last one of the pod. Uh, we just crossed over the hour mark. Yeah. Um, the Bengals are back, baby. They are looking spicy. Don't look now. The Cincinnati Bengals Where? have won five in a row. Joe Burrow. I think it's safe to say his calf is better. Yep. Uh, kind of crazy. Team, Quarterback plays better when, when he's not injured. Yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, this team looks very good. Offensively, they've looked great. Defensively, they looked good enough. Uh, again, five in a row from Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is reminding us that it was an injury. He hasn't fallen off. They beat the beat up on the Bills, which a few teams have done. So that's not the craziest part. Uh, but he had like a 72% completion percentage or something like that. Uh, the Bengals are back. You know? The AFC North, man, is we've been, terrifying. If the season ended right now, every AFC North team would be in the playoffs. Yeah, but only two of them would be scary. Fair. Like, like that's, what I, that's what I was about to say. Uh, think about how robbed we are from how dominant the AFC North could truly be. If Nick Chubb isn't hurt... And they named P.J. Walker the full-time starter. If Magic... And if Magic, Mac... If Matt Canada is not the offensive coordinator. Like, that that division is... Hey, Deshaun played Sunday and played pretty good. He did, he did. But the team has played better under P.J. Walker. Deshaun has shown flashes, but he's shown way more that he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you see what I'm... Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, this division could be must-watch football. Oh, I agree. And, I agree. And there's a couple things that's holding it back and i don't think we're gonna i think the stars were aligned for this season and it was it just didn't happen yeah i gotta be honest if if coordinators could win coach of the year i don't know who's eligible for coach of the year yeah is it only head coaches i think so i've only ever heard of head coaches winning it if coordinators were options the browns dc yeah i think would be i think he's done a good a coaching job as any head coach this season yeah this Browns defense has been unstoppable. You think, you think he's going to get a head coaching opportunity this offseason? Maybe. I don't. This is his first year as the Browns DC, so I don't know if he's going to want to hold on one more year. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. But think, Shane Steichen's yeah. first year coordinator, he got a head coaching job, and he's been doing pretty we see, well. We see it sometimes. Oh, uh, it wasn't his first job. I think it's happened with San Francisco two years ago. It in wasn't his first year as coordinator, though. He uh, was the coordinator for the Chargers, too. D'Amico Ryan's. But, First year DC for San Francisco. Now he's the head coach of the Texans. Doing a dang good job too. I think I don't think Sala was in San Francisco very long either. I think he was there a couple years though. Yeah. But anyway, nonetheless, it was a good week in football. Yeah. A lot of good headlines. It's gonna be a good week this week too. Let us know what you think about our midseason picks. Yeah. I don't know who what your opinions are on the Houston Texans going forward. I don't know if they're gonna have a winning record. I don't know. If David's going to have a great birthday. But I, I hope you do. I do know that one. And I already have. Well, happy birthday, buddy. Thanks, man. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't, don't get, get fined. fined.